The Anton Savage Show Sunday. Brought to you by PwC. Combining talent and technology, we're hardwired to find solutions. On News Talk. But we are joined now uh, by former leader of the uh, Labour Party and, of course, Cabinet Minister Antonista, um Pat Rabbit. Pat, good morning. Morning, Anton. Uh, Pat, be- before, and you'll stay with us for the, the paper review, but before that, ob- yesterday obviously saw the uh, funeral of the late John Bruton. You would have served in the Rainbow Government under John Bruton when he was Taoiseach. You were then uh, Minister with Responsibility, I think, for Energy. Was that the correct? Was that what you had? No, uh, uh, Commerce, Commerce, Science and Technology, yeah. Your recollection of John, because the, in- the in- interesting thing about the coverage, both yesterday and in the papers today, is pretty much universally, nobody has a bad word to say about the man. I think you put your finger on something. I mean, there was an authenticity uh, about the tributes across the divide, uh, you know, which perhaps somewhat ironic in the sense that he took more than his share of abuse uh, when he was a practicing politician. But there certainly was an authenticity, a recognition that, you know, we were saying goodbye to a political heavyweight uh, you know, he, he was capable of original thought. He was an intellectual in politics, really, and he was a thinker, uh, come up with ideas, uh, maybe not all of them to everyone's liking. It's never the case. But he uh, was a man of substance and uh, of of some conviction. And uh, in that sense, that was evident there yesterday, you know, premature passing of... Uh, somebody who has certainly left his mark um, and, uh, you know, who joined the political discourse right up to the end. Uh, you know, it's not... Uh, yes, he was particularly active in relation to Brexit and taking uh, very clear positions in, in respect of how damaging he saw that. You mentioned the, the thing of that the irony of everybody being positive towards him in death, whereas at the time, particularly at the peak of his political career... He suffered through that period where Fine Gael were eating their young on a fairly regular basis and, and he was the victim of much of it. Was he, as has been suggested, sufficiently or so guileless as to find it difficult at that level? Well, uh, 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 Fine Gael TD that I won't name said yesterday he was never more than two months away from a heave. So, I mean, that was uh, opposition, I mean, in opposition. Uh, and he's on the record as saying that he found opposition difficult. Uh, you know, he, he was, a, he was a, an instinctive government uh, politician who wanted to be doing things and uh, so on. But then things like, you know, John Unionist and other denigratory remarks like that stuck to some degree. And, of course, the irony is now that uh, most of those critics have come around to acknowledge that uh, he was right in seeking to bring to political attention that there were a million people uh, of a different persuasion on the island and that you weren't going to force them by bomb and bullet into some kind of an all-Ireland arrangement. Um, So, you know, it's funny the way the, the, the pendulum uh, comes around and uh, uh, you know it, it's a bit I mean the most strident uh, proponent of that point of view at that time was Conor Cruz O'Brien little commented on now but a man who had a seminal influence 
in terms of work like his book uh, States of Ireland and all the rest that address that question of a million people who thought of themselves as British and uh, how were we to to cope with them. Um, at the end of his life, perhaps Conor Cruz O'Brien went too far. But uh, John Bruton held that position as a Redmondite. He he believed, I mean, it was a it was a not a popular position in Ireland to argue that 1916 uh, was unnecessary. Even uh, today, it would be a tricky, it would be a, a difficult today, position. And at uh, the time, absolutely. it was particularly and, so. And he, accepts, he accepted that, but he said he still held his own views. And of course, who knows what might have happened, uh, you know, in respect of home rule, if the World War hadn't intervened. What was he like as a Taoiseach? Because he had a particularly challenging government to hold together. I mean, the Rainbow uh, Coalition was a, a significant mix and gatherum compared to what we had seen before in, in both large Fianna Fáil majorities and relatively small coalitions. Was he a good Taoiseach? Did he struggle? He was an immensely skillful, fair, good chairman uh, and Taoiseach. Uh, much better, I think, the political commentariat would say, than as leader of the opposition. Uh, also, there were kind of two phases to his life. He was a, a very assertive, if not aggressive, ideological politician in his early life. And for example, notoriously, there were poor relations between himself and Dick Spring. But Dick Spring has this week uh, acknowledged that he was a man transformed uh, as Taoiseach. And I think he understood that having missed his opportunity in 1992 and having presumed too much, uh, he was going to grasp his opportunity in 1994. And in a way, it, you know was the way of the future in the sense that coalition governments are now uh, de rigueur and uh, uh, there was great balance in that government and uh, he was a good listener. And there's of course pictures from the funeral on the front page of the Irish Times or rather the Sunday Times and the Sunday Independent, the Sunday Times featuring a picture of the coffin being carried out uh, from at the end of the service and the Sunday Independent, the coffin resting on uh, the gun carriage and the caption saying Fenella Bruton follows the remains of her husband, former Taoiseach John Bruton from St. Peter's Church, Dunboyne, uh, yesterday. The Anton Savage Show. Brought to you by PwC. Sunday mornings from 10. On News Talk.